welcome to Diary of the Mouth podcast. My name is Shadi. This is Dilo. And I'm Tabitha. We also have our awesome and, and super famous and adorable and, and lovable and... Keep going. And, uh, Keep yeah, going. scruffy face. Sigle. And, uh, Sigle. Sigle. Super chulo producer. This is true. The voice. <laughs> the voice. It's my real voice. I know, but it's that the is voice. it's always voice. shocking. The voice for some reason it doesn't matter. I know. Like I, <laughs> no, it does. It it's does just match. like weird. Like I don't know. Maybe it does match. But like if I close my eyes, like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like oh, it's just way. It's probably because you guys are starting to see him more adulty now. Because we met Chewy when he we were when you were nineteen. So yeah. so really, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I met you when you were nineteen. Yeah. So I'm like, twenty one now. Right, <laughs> you're a big boy. <laughs> he can grow a beard now. I know. <laughs> so can I. <laughs> is that suck with that that happens? So weird. All of a sudden, it's like, what are weird. these little like little whiskers coming out? Like, dude, those are the it's worst. Like, oh, you in your thirties? Here's yeah. a whisker. <laughs> you got to carry a friggin' um a tweezers. Whiz- tweezers in your car. Mm-hmm. Tweezerman becomes like the, where you should be sponsored by. <laughs> oh, Tweezerman and depends. <laughs> not sponsored. Sponsor not sponsored. <laughs> but sponsor us. Go for it. Okay, guys, on a serious note. If we can be serious. Esto es algo serio. Can we ever be serious? No. So we're thinking about it a lot, and it's been coming up a lot on social media. This year is the 25th anniversary, I believe so. Of, mm-hmm. of the Selena movie. Yes. That it's reaching this milestone. And as. That was like, what, 97? Yes. Yes. Six, if I my think. math no, and calculations are correct. So 97. Selena died in 1995. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so two years later, the movie came oh. out. They what? really kind of went in through to that script and did it really fast. They did. Mm-hmm. They put it out really, they really fast. They really did. And, you know, this launched the career of our beloved J-Lo. So we're coming in on the anniversary. <laughs> and I don't know. It's making us feel. I feel. I say us because it's, it's a community in itself that, you yeah. know, Selena has impacted and affected. And. And it's making us feel some type of way. I think just Selena in general always makes me feel some type of way. It always has. It hits home for me. It mm-hmm. was huge, huge part of my childhood. I'm a huge Selena fan, although I don't know if I've ever really been as vocal about it. Right. You know, but I think it's it's within all of us. It was part of our culture growing up. You know, it was part of well, we were kind of young when when she passed away. So yeah, maybe it's something that we couldn't really express on how we really felt and how her passing affected mm-hmm. all of us. Whether it was we were Dex Mex fans or you know mm-hmm. Latinos or Mexican Americans, you know, yeah. some people are Mexican Americans that are not. Yeah, we're even affected by it. Our Mexican people were affected yeah. by it and stuff like that, and just such a cultural impact to have lost her yeah, right? she, in such she, a tragic way. She passed in '95, yeah, and then the movie came out March 21, 1997. Okay. Right, Got two it. years. Ago. So this Got is it. their 25th anniversary. Yes. Yeah, of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So where were you when you found out that Selena passed? So I, I was really like young young right and so I think it just hits home because it like you said it was the Mexican-American family and I think it was the first glimpse of it that we saw outside of our own home so it was super relatable right right? um and it was the hustle of the family and it was so much more than just the artistry right yeah um I was, I, I remember as a kid, like it was my go-to and my kind of like my safe haven, her music. Yeah. Because I was 
maybe nine or 10. And mind you, my parents got divorced when I was 11. So that's mm-hmm. what I mean by safe haven, right? It was my go-to her and like Shakira back in when she started, things like that. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, so for me, I remember like putting my little cassette tape and, you know, in my boom box in the living room and, Aww. you know, singing to her music and doing, a dance doing the cumbia dances and all of a sudden like techno cumbia she introduced, you know what I mean? And it was, and it was just, cool to like, remember you would raise your hand in the air and do this yeah. like weird thing with your wrist and oh, it would yeah, come yeah. down. Right. Como, la flor. Como, la flor. Yeah. Como la flor thing. Yeah. yeah. You would imitate her. I was tripping out yet today because I think I was, I was stretching out of my room and happened to look at like the reflection of my TV in my room and mm. I was doing this. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know I could do that. I totally <laughs> forgot that I could do the como la flor um, a, thing with my wrist because it was feeling all kind of tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a Selena wrist. It's a Selena wrist. A <laughs> Selena wave. Yeah. Yeah. And and so for me, it was, I, it takes me back to that. And I was probably at home watching, you know, TV yeah. or, or listening to her on the radio when it was announced. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I remember clearly like, my mom would go to the mall on the weekend on like, let's say Saturday midday. She would, my mom was at the mall. My dad was outside like washing in the cars. Um, my brother was probably watching a football game or something. Um, I was in the living room with my little boombox and my cassette tape dancing and singing to Selena. Those were like a lot yeah. of my times or just Saturdays. But and then and that's probably where I was at. My mom had these like, you know, back in the 90s, my mom had like these really weird pink walls <laughs> and like the flowered couch. Yeah. You know oh, I my mean? God. It I was, had that couch. Yeah. And, 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 and that's that was like that. That would be like Selena takes me back to that part of my childhood. Very like early 90s. Yeah. Early 90s Latino household mm-hmm. with like Latino music blaring, including either a Selena song or something like that. Yeah. What about you, Tabby? Did. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't really get into Selena till the movie came Mm -hmm. out in '97. Mm. Uh, We really didn't listen to the secular music. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember watching that movie Mm -hmm. when it came out. Yeah, we went as a family to the movies. Okay, Mm -hmm. and that was a movie that we saw, and I was like, I remember crying at the end because obviously I didn't. Yeah. Oh my god. You know know the the, rose moment, right? Um, Can't help it. And then after that, it's like I was just fixated yeah Yeah. like it was I learned every song Mm -hmm. I learned it made me I mean you guys know how much of a research weirdo I am yeah Mm -hmm. so even in you know in 97 being you know 12 years old whatnot that it like I wanted to learn everything right and I had like friends who would like tell me about like you know, cause he, she was big in the Texas community and mm-hmm. we, where I grew up, there's a lot of people from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I guess I did know about it maybe because I had a lot of friends who were migrant workers with migrant families yeah. so they would come up from Texas and mm-hmm. they would have stories about seeing her, you know, from cor- in corpus or she, you know, cause mm-hmm. she would travel around uh, the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of stories from friends at my school who, you know, grew up around that yeah and then I just kind of finally started putting it together after I you know watched the movie Mm. and yeah absolutely she became a huge um impact on the type of girl you wanted you know I always her hair like oh I loved her hair like I wanted like that thick Mm -hmm. you know black hair and you know and you know me and my like blonde streaks and my 
three strands like in your bangs because you were banging. Oh, I always yes. had bangs. <laughs> Sorry to my homies up in Super. Washington who always talk shit on me. Um, shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. We saw those um, photos. She was banging. Always. Super always banging. had bangs. I had bangs. She had bangs. And mm-hmm. also, I think just being Mexican-American also is where I connected mostly to her being you know, you kind of feel like a mixed kid in a sense yeah. because it's like you, you I, I grew up with, you know, a bunch of like migrant workers and it was like that. But it's like, oh, no, we still have, you know, to appease we're in a, in a, the United America, States. We're in America. Speak English. So that's I think where I connected most yeah. with her also is. You know, and then that part where she's like, well, her Spanish really isn't that good. Well, it's like, oh, okay. I was always made fun of for my cousins, you know, from Mexico. It was like, oh, okay. You don't even speak that good of Spanish. Now to this day. Um, But still, it's like you have that connection where music just transcends that, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's in English, it's your personality comes out and her livelihood and her, you know, the her just her happiness and yeah. bubbliness. Yeah. I know you always think of her with that iconic right. smile. Yeah. Like she, like it, her spirit just, yeah, just like her. looking at a photo of her. That smile is very contagious. Even as you right. look at a photo of her, well, you and red want, lipstick. Yeah. yeah. I wanted red lipstick and yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we couldn't wear makeup till I was like older anyways, but yeah. I always like every time I put on your red lippy, even now as, mm-hmm. a, as a, an adult woman, you put on a red lippy and some hoops and you feel like a badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't care who you are. She completely yeah. introduced that. It was a style. Absolutely. Well, she put it on the forefront where people can see it and be like, oh, there, this is a style. Yes. And it was very much representational of Latinas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Latinas, Mm -hmm. uh, Mexican-American, first generation, second generation, third generation. Mm -hmm. It's like we finally found somebody who we kind of look like. Yeah. We had somebody who looked like. And it, it was in... The, I remember the body also. I, I yeah. had a you know big booty and it's like, oh, you know what? Someone yeah. who has curves. You yeah. can see that. Exactly. It's just super relatable yeah, and in it so was many ways. Relatable in the, the long dark hair. It was relatable in her brown skin. It was relatable in her body type. It was relatable for us Latinas in the way that we liked red lipstick and mm-hmm. we liked hoop earrings and, you know, we aligned our eyebrows and mm-hmm. like it. And, and she was the embodiment of that perfect um Mexican American Latina living in this country mm-hmm. and I mean like with, even without okay so I grew up Pentecostal Christian everybody knows that but I very grew up very sheltered I didn't I didn't listen to secular music I mm-hmm. didn't I was only Christian music mm-hmm. but I do understand the impact of my family is a big noticiero people. They have the news rolling all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty sure it was Telemundo, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite network. And it was on and the, the story came out and he couldn't help but feel for the loss. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't really know her music, although all of a sudden it's starting getting over airplayed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny that you said that like thinking back now, I do vaguely remember her Christina interview. Because we, yeah. my oh, family, yeah. we watched I, we Christina watched religiously. Christina, yeah. Christina, it was like, oh my gosh, Christina, she's on Christina, she made it. You yeah. Know? yeah. But yeah. So wa- that watching, was a big deal interview. Mm-hmm. It was a huge deal. It was. Deal. Yeah. yeah. So we were watching this, this newscast and the information is coming in. I mean, I remember even seeing when they were still trying to get Yolanda Saldivar. I remember that. Out of the car, yeah. right? Yeah, they they didn't w- want her to commit suicide. She was they about broadcasted it live. Yeah. It was on, like live. Yeah. yeah, we were watching I that watched live. That and I remember all of that. I saw, you know, people were getting ready to vigil. Like everybody was suffering at this loss. My friends from right. school. My <laughs> friends from school. I was in middle school. My friends from school the next day. That's all we could talk about. And there was this, this like kind of like opaque, you know, 
like sad, a somber mood, somber type. mood feeling because we we lost yeah. an icon. And yeah. get this, I never heard her music before mm-hmm. finding out that she passed, but. I learned her music mm-hmm. like quickly mm-hmm. and I remember so I'm not allowed to listen to secular music so I remember mm-hmm. my friend um my friend Heidi who um had like all of her cassettes mm-hmm. and she brought her Selena cassettes and she would let me borrow her Walkman and that's yeah. how I actually got to like listen to like her greatest hits yeah. and you know with the overplay on TV and the the being able to like listen to them at school with mm-hmm. my friend I'm like mm-hmm. I learned the songs yeah. and so now I learned to appreciate them and now when I see the music videos come out like mm-hmm. I'm like gosh I wish I could like get up and do the dance yeah. moves that she did she had such a beautiful flawless way about her mm-hmm. and you can't help that although per se she didn't really in a sense belong to my Christian world there was still that connection that I had with her yeah. being Mexican-American myself mm-hmm. um, feeling a lot of her features resemble mine and I think it just came across the board for mm-hmm. a lot of Latino women especially but like even Latinos to see somebody being like representing us in some sense Absolutely, you know yeah. um, you know she was Grammy nominated she mm-hmm. was on billboard you know like and it, it took a long time, right? Yeah, she yeah. really worked hard at yeah, it with she, her and her family. So you can't... Well, she started when she was nine. Right. You can't not... And on the Johnny Canales show. On the Johnny Canales show. <laughs> hey, I used to watch Johnny Canales. Johnny Canales. Take it away, Johnny. Hey. <laughs> so it's, you have to acknowledge and appreciate what she was able to put out there. And mm-hmm. iconing her and continuing to see her as such a positive and wonderful role model and the fact and and appreciating that and being upset that she was taken away from Mm -hmm. us so soon Mm -hmm. is very valid and i will you know go to my grave respecting her and what she did being the age that we are now looking at it she was what 23 yeah Yeah. 23 when she passed she was still a baby yeah absolutely she was still like she was just starting just starting her life like Mm -hmm. you know being looking at like I said, our age now and then looking back and thinking at 23 year old, it's just, she's like, just yeah. what yeah. there was so much she wanted to do. Yeah. So I mean, much she was already doing. Right. And then, but what light ahead, I mean, mm-hmm. paved way. She was putting Absolutely. out an English album. Absolutely. Come yeah. on. You yeah. can't, you can't listen to that song. How does it go? Um, Late in at when all oh, the yeah. world. Dreaming of you. Dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. That minute that song comes out, you're just like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was right, released. So I think until the, after, after she died, after she mm-hmm. she was working on that album. Yeah. And there's other stuff that she was doing, and there was so many categories and ways that she could have that she was touching. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some R and B influences, there's some yeah. disco influences yeah. in her music. I mean, because she was still Columbia. a young girl at that time, listening to Madonna, Janet mm-hmm. Jackson herself, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. and she was Madonna Summers fan, huge. Know? And it's just a matter of. Her father was also, if I'm not mistaken, had his was in a own boy group in like the 50s or 60s. Also, Los Dinos. Los Dinos, right. Um, But what I'm saying is like she had so many musical influences from Mm -hmm. every type, every genre. She's in Texas. You know, there's country and there's, you know, uh, all the Norteño. She was a forefront not just being a Latino in the Norteño music genre, but being a female as well. Yeah. Think about the fact that. Norteño music really hasn't been. I think they even no. removed the category from the Grammys. Did they really? Yeah, because it kind of innocent just died with her. 
Oh. And there was just not a big push for it after that. I still listen. To I mean, I still listen. Music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still there. No, no those Palominos come on, I y'all. Mean. Come on. No, Norteños. Yes, we're talking. I'm sorry. I meant Tex Mex. Tex Mex. Tex Mex. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, Norteños. No, people. We, no, Norteños are still bumping. Right? I, yeah. They've kind of uh, they've merged. The yeah. Norteño and the yeah. Tejano music. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, so it overtook. Yeah. It overtook. Because I remember, I mean, when I was, I was, like I said, I grew up with a lot of Texas transplants in Washington mm-hmm. state and uh, having a lot of like, you know, Bobby Pulidos, a lot of, yeah. you know, Ramon Ayalas and yeah. all that. Yeah. It, it really was, the Tejano music was yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Selena was a celebration of our culture, mm-hmm. our cultura, mm-hmm. um, and I think like, okay, so as Mexican Americans, we have, uh, uh, we're not Mexican enough, and she, there's a quote in the, in the yeah. movie: "We're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans, and we're not American enough for an American." Right. But we're, you know, U.S. born. Mm-hmm. or citizens mm-hmm. and we have a blend of both cultures yeah. and we embrace both yeah there was definitely a time when embracing the culture was seen as a bad thing mm-hmm. and if we look at history this happened around the 1930s during the great depression where a lot of our mexican people were migrating to the united states or some of them were, you know, we're so close to the border mm-hmm. from the United States, so close to the border from Mexico. Some of them were already here and they were building lives here. So <laughs> side note, I had a, oh, my mom tells a story of an old great uncle that used to, that crossed over and he's like, yeah, we're going to cross over. And his aunt had to tell him, you were born in the U.S. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to cross over. You're like, here. Because, or, you know, they're borderline Texas, Mexico, yeah, like yeah. this yeah. frontera. It's, the whole town just speaks Spanish, but they're technically in the U.S. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. nobody speaks English. So, yeah, she was oh like, you God, don't have to, um, you don't have to use, you know, you don't have to go in illegally. You're, you're, you're you were born. Yeah. Here's yeah. your birth certificate. Here's your birth certificate. You were born there. <laughs> so anyway, so yes. That's, that's so like thinking about, okay, so now Selena's parents were, were like, born I think in the 40s or I think in the 40s something like that how old I, I don't know because I know that, that I think she was born in like what 72 her so dad's her, like 80 right now so her dad was probably born like in late 40s yeah, yeah. so yeah. He, so it was during this like back and forth it was during the the great depression era you know and you know we have president Hoover who's like saying you know, his whole stance is American jobs for American people. Mm. So you have this like divide of who looks American. Yeah. You're brown. You ain't American. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you were born here. Three generations down. You're brown. You're not American, according mm-hmm. to whiteism. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So our people are getting deported back and forth. This is I just and I'm put, putting like pointing this out just to kind of explain a little bit of why Spanglish exists mm-hmm. and why. Some of our second and third generation Americans, Mexican Americans, don't know Spanish, mm-hmm. right? They don't know Spanish. So during the 30s, during this time, President Hoover puts this out. So all of our people that are coming in from Mexico are coming in to do migrant jobs. If they were heard speaking Spanish, they're like Mexican, deported. Whether mm-hmm. or not they were actual citizens of the United States. Correct. Yeah. So it turned into a thing where Mexicans... Mexican Americans mm-hmm. stop speaking Spanish overall and stop teaching Spanish to their yeah. children. And so the the language faded. Right. And therefore a lot of the generations after have been raised without Spanish. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So I 
as a first generation American who comes into this country and I have only Spanish speaking parents, yeah. I know both languages, right? Right? Uh-huh. right. Because I speak with my parents at home. Sure. So we come and encounter these second, third generation of Mexican Americans. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the language wasn't taught to them. Yeah. But then we have this like a bit of first generation pride in our Mexican yeah. and our culture. And then we start shaming the ones that don't mm-hmm. realize it. And so I remember going through high school and middle school and and finding myself not understanding. Why is it that you don't know Spanish? Right. <laughs> and it's just simple as that. Like, why mm-hmm. is it that you don't know Spanish? Well, I didn't really realize that, you know, we had already gone through like this civil issue within our, our own people mm-hmm. that the language and a bit of the culture it wasn't seen as a good thing to be Mexican. So we started kind of hide behind, you know, our we culture. We started shame be, mm-hmm. behind our culture and started to adapt to the white American way. Right, right, right. So, you know, here comes Selena. Mm-hmm. And I know that she was at some point like ridiculed for the fact that she didn't speak Spanish. I know she's spoken about it. She mm-hmm. had spoken about it. She didn't. She didn't start learning Spanish until she was a teenager. Yeah. And, you know, she sang Spanish music, but she didn't understand the words. She just sang them. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really until later on start speaking Spanish because she really started to embrace it and um, um, get, you know, understand the language and started to learn the language. Right. And this is where we get that Christina interview where Mm -hmm. she said, yes, y cuatro when she meant 14 for 14. (laughs) But I find it adorable because only Selena could pull that off. Mm -hmm. Right. But I like I remember if like it's like a like a like a friend from school was that didn't speak Spanish would say something like that. They would get murdered and Mm -hmm. ridiculed and like completely hammered on and creamed over that Mm -hmm. from like the, the prideful first generation mexican-americans mm-hmm. so it it's what it is, is what i'm saying is is that i think selena did a lot to help us understand mm-hmm. and be okay because there was somebody representing all of that exactly she was representing yeah. the La- the first generation latinos that spoke spanish and yeah. understand every yeah. lyric yeah. and then she was also representing the second generation third generation who were part of this culture just based on where their bloodline comes from yeah but a little bit down the road which is what it's going to be for us and our families and our children a mm-hmm. little bit down the road is she was representing it great didn't make her less of a mexican-american no, of course not. it made her completely mexican-american mm-hmm. and i yeah. think that a lot of our young women that dealt with the same thing that they weren't taught in Spanish mm-hmm. felt that representation there and I appreciate mm-hmm. it so much and it was like yeah you, you can't you can't hate a person who doesn't understand the Spanish language if mm-hmm. there was Selena right you know? and I think it's just because she effortlessly like did it and yeah. she tried and her intention was good behind it it's yeah. where the phrase like me siento muy excited yeah you exactly. figure out excited, <laughs> in Spanish, we, we you know? excited yeah and so it it's it was cute and it yeah. was all of that and it was relatable and she was super likable because of that because there was no malice behind it there was no she yeah. was really genuinely trying and she was learning it and she you know and it, i think a lot of even just uh, 
like Mexican first generations, she her intention was there and it's relatable, and we all have been there, right? You know, and, and yeah, I, I love her advocacy for that, <laughs> like mm-hmm. low key being an advocate. I don't think she it. intentionally meant to be an advocate for it. I, I don't think no, that so. fell on her. No. That's too. insane. It was so genuine of her. Right? It was in. It was intentional. It was um, in, like she have, was who she was. Having yeah. family from Texas and having you know friends from Texas, I know that she was a lot more to that, more to them than just. I mean, I think that's the great thing about Selena is she she was something to somebody and it's always something different, Mm -hmm. but yet it's all okay. It impacted somebody somehow personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for them, uh, you know, firsthand that they, she represented Tejano music and she represented being Texan Mm -hmm. and you know, Texas always has the stigma, you know, like, Oh, well they're, you know, they were the only state to try and become a Republic, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but they're very prideful people. And I love the fact that she was very prideful in her state as Mm -hmm. well. And, she represented, um, I don't want to say middle class cause I guess, but we like the lower, like the struggle, Yeah. but yet we still made it. And yeah. it, was, it was like, okay, one of, one of us finally made it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like she, she represented what, what us Latinos came to this country yeah, to do. Right. Absolutely. To mm-hmm. live the American dream and make something of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there we go. A lot of my friends whose families came from migrant workers, like, you know, they, they would pick based on the season they would come up I would see them only half a year you know mm-hmm. but for her family who would travel and everything for them I know that it represented like her struggle kind of in the same like you have to travel from here to there and you it's it's hard to make friends and have mm-hmm. like a a stable like a stability there right. you know mm-hmm. and then to see like you said like she made it mm-hmm. but I know as Texans they were very prideful and very you know, she was one of them in yeah. that yeah. sense as well. Yeah. So I think she's still a very big like Texan pride. I mean, I mean, they erected that statue in I Corpus like, say, right yeah. after. Yeah. Like, there's there's always a reason to connect. I I mean, like maybe another culture would be like, oh, I don't understand the appeal. I'm like, oh, you don't even get it. And I think that's why a lot of there was a lot of Mexicans that were very upset when J Lo got the part. Yeah, because was she big, wasn't Mexican. Yeah, that was a right. Big I recall my aunts and my dad and like having yeah. like conversations like, oh, can you believe that? Like, she's not even Mexican. Yeah. It was a, a sense of, oh, no, she's ours. You know, yeah. right. even though we, she we're was everybody's, we very territorial of, but yeah. she's she, one of us. But she was also Latina. So she yeah. Yeah. represents that Latin culture. Right. I think now, of course, at, at a young age, still mind developing, I was probably one of those people. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it that mm-hmm. she is all Mexican, although JLo's gorgeous in her own right. But she was so spot on, though. But yeah, exactly. her That's look was just like. It was more than her look, though. She studied her. Yes. And her mannerisms, her, her smile. She learned her to the T. Like, I mean, except for that whole in the studio lip thing that everybody <laughs> makes fun of. I like that, love because I 100% over, know exactly. Exactly. And if you're a Selena yeah. fan in movie, you know exactly what that lip thing is that we're yeah. talking about. That over lip yeah. acting yeah. she was doing with the red lip. I mean, the girl lip looked great. Yeah. Though. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I know she did an interview where she was like, I don't, I know that like, I don't look like her, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, you know, she had to get her, her hair darkened and yeah. her makeup was different than what she is. JLo's more of a like tanned bronzed kind of glowy type of look (laughs) with her blonde streaks and stuff like that gorgeous but she's like I know that I actually don't look like her but the movie did that Mm -hmm. like the makeup artist did a really great job in trying Mm -hmm. to like get her as spot on to Selena as they could Mm -hmm. but 
JLo still felt that Selena represented her mm-hmm. as a Latin woman trying mm-hmm. to make it out in this industry and working hard right. for her dreams and her ambitions. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I know that at this moment as Mexican-Americans, we were we were all like, she's ours. But she really did become mm-hmm. a huge part and representation of the Latin culture. Yeah. And I'm like, think about it. Who was the biggest Latina before? I'm going to say JLo. Because, you know, J-Lo, the movie brought J-Lo to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And Selena was really kind of our Mexican, Mm -hmm. Tex-Mex people type of icon. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't as big as what a bigger star would be now. But who's been bigger than J-Lo as a Latina? (laughs) I mean, you have like, not singers, but actresses. You have Salma Hayek. Yeah, but Salma Hayek wasn't like... That's true. She was she was doing movies and she was big, but this was a big globally thing. on a yeah. global. Yeah, it really launched J Lo's career, and it was absolutely. Mm-hmm. And even as J Lo was growing in her career, it was like, hey, we knew that she came out of being playing the role of Selena. So yeah. then we yeah. kind of embraced her yeah. as being just Latina, right? Exactly. So I feel like it did bring that like whole. Latina culture, yeah. Latino culture yeah. together, you know, and in, in, in the with the film, which is, yeah, it's awesome now, it's, which they are bringing back to theaters for the 25th. Are uh, they? Year I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're mm-hmm. they're supposed to bring it back into theaters. I low-key want to go watch it. <laughs> We should make Down. a field trip. Field trip. <laughs> field trip. Down. Shout out to my friend Yvette. Yvette, I love you. She's a huge Selena fan. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to buy you that jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> the one she refuses to wear. Yeah. Or I'm probably going to just buy you that donut, more likely. <laughs> I love how even girls, my niece, who's seven, I have talked about her all the time because I, I adore her. Anyways, mm-hmm. but um, she watched the Selena series and she's. And you guys know we were jamming out. We've jammed yeah. out with, you know, Edmond Genesis before, like to Selena. Yeah. And she loves, <laughs> she is the cutest. Oh, backstory. We call my niece Edmond Genesis because I would bring her to church and she'd have her little purse and her little dress and she'd just be like a little, she was like a little, going to church. she was going to church. And so. I had like a little mini Bible. I'm like, that's all she needs yeah, to fit in. So she needs a little Bible. Sandra and Daisy officially dubbed her Edmond Genesis. Edmond so. Genesis, yeah. <laughs> she's adorable. Um, but she just, you know, she's like, yeah, let's listen to Selena. If it's not Encanto, it's Selena. If it's it's not, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I love how in this girl, little girl who's, you know, seven years old, born, you know, 2014, like it just, you know, Selena died in 1995 and this child mm-hmm. from 2014 is her listening songs. to her songs yeah. and, her songs are yeah. so and inspiring a whole new generation. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're not, they're not these like difficult worded songs. They're, they're very kind of easy and catchy yeah. and fun and, and they're, such positive you know representations of her yeah and yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so easy to pass on and i love that the kids love and, and i love how like these are old mexican songs too like do solo tu how mm-hmm. these kids are learning though you know the golden era of, yeah you know our golden era i guess but like, the late 1900s <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's just uh, they're transcendent yeah. of what is their what are their kids are we gonna are they still yeah. gonna be talking about it you know oh this is the 50th anniversary you know right. and i, I love so. that she enjoys it and you know starts singing their songs and you guys i think i just said i just sent you guys a video and these little girl was having a selena birthday party you yeah. know she has her little and how many her of these little, little girls jumpsuit. named selena were named after selena, selena you know Gomez. and it's just yeah. like, 
Correct. She was exactly named after. Spain. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's from Texas. Yeah. So yeah. it just yeah. absolutely it. It is her father's Mexican American and amazing mm-hmm. how it's going. It's continuing on and her yeah. legacy yeah. has continued on. And kudos to her family for, uh-huh. you know, saying like, hey, she was on the map for only this long. But while she was here, yeah. she did so much. And we're going to continue that legacy. Yeah. And and just make it what it is. Yeah. And I, I think it's great. Well, they're also supposed to uh, release a new album. Oh, yeah. really? Uh-huh. Yeah. With uh, new music and then, or just, I, I think, I want to say they did, they messed with her voice. I don't know how you say it. Um, Auto-tune? They, yeah, I guess to what it would sound like now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And it, they're supposed to be releasing a Go new technology. album. Yeah, Hasta seriously. La okay. Yeah. So on, on, on top of like the movie going back on out on theaters, they're releasing new music from her with the, the voice w- of what she would sound like now. And so, so I'm just like, it makes me a little bit nervous because I'm like, I have this idea of her and just this memory of her. And yeah. I don't want that to be ruined. But right. I also am very excited because I'm like, what? really what would it had been yeah you know and again i like i don't know if it was in in the time like i i watched this series and i'm not kidding i cried every single episode <laughs> she i was like okay i'm not gonna cry this episode i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it as soon as she like said something or you know doctor said something mm. i was just sobbing and yeah. it was so weird to me because I was like what is going on am I PMSing or what is going on like 100% you know I mean? ovulating but yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> but also I think that because I was so young when she passed I never really got to grieve her yeah mm, yeah and I think that that has I think it happened a lot with a lot of our people yes that's what I'm saying. It, it, I think it, it it that's why we try to keep her like, like yeah, her legacy, legacy alive, her memory of of her, um, because we weren't ready to grieve her, and yeah. I don't think a lot of us, me, um, I was never ready. I never wanted to, and then just as you get older, you just kind of back burner. You forget mm-hmm. about her or whatever, and it's now uh, reintroduced in the series or in the movies yeah. or whatever, and. When you it's, get reminded of it. Yeah. And so now I'm like, wait, did it like, was this my way of actually grieving? And I might cry this episode, guys. I'm not even, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I have the biggest knot in my throat right now. But, but you should. Yeah, you absolutely. you should grieve her. She was such an important part of our, our history. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She launched so much. She, she touched so much. Mm-hmm. She, she's part of our blood. Mm-hmm. Um, you it's should. It's part of the culture. I, it's part of her womanhood. She like, she went out there and did things so effortlessly and so boldly it, yeah. in, a, in a time and in an environment or just an industry that it was never, it wasn't represented in that way. Yeah. And I think that she had, she introduced that to a lot of little girls, a right. lot of women to say, we can do this. Yeah, like it's right. no big deal. And it is a huge deal, obviously, but it's kind of like it's doable is what I mean. Right. She opened those waves for you to be your true authentic self. Yeah. So I was listening to this influencer. I was watching this influencer on Instagram and her name is it's Melina Vega. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know how these, some of these influencers have like these Q and A's of like, Oh, what yeah. do you want to know about me and stuff like that? And I guess, you know, you, you've got your, your um, commenters, ¿cómo se les dice? The trolls? Uh, the, the trolls. I was, yeah. I was in the trolls. trolls are coming after her talking about why do you teeter-totter between English and Spanish? And she speaks oh. fluent Spanish and she speaks fluent English. I'm like... I, I've actually heard that too. Uh, Becky G. I follow Becky G mm-hmm. and she had to address this with her fans. Like, oh. it's how... And same with Chiquis. And I get annoyed. 
I get annoyed because Spanglish is an actual language about it. First of all, it is an actual language. Look it up. Wikipedia. Yeah, it's it an actual now. language. Mm-hmm. Now, for his for Hispanic Americans, Latino Americans. One of my favorite groups, Drake, has a song called Spanglish. <laughs> yeah. We are able to bounce back and forth between English and Spanish. So she, mm-hmm. so it's Melina had to address, it's Melina Vega had to address why she would speak sometimes in Spanish and sometimes in English and sometimes it all intertwined because mm-hmm. you know what? I have the beauty of two languages yeah, and I can blend them and my people understand it yeah. and I don't need to apologize for how I speak and how I, I reflect who I am. Yeah, yeah. And so I applauded her for actually like mm-hmm. um, explaining it because I think people the, the trolls were trying to kind of like control that like no you should just do it in Spanish or don't forget about you know mm-hmm. your Latino followers that don't understand and like well you know but what it's who I am and yeah. also that's and the I brain can't... working too sometimes you get stuck on a word in Spanish and you're like ah what is it like muy muy excited yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly. or you get stuck in you're speaking Spanish you get stuck on a yeah. word and you're like ah how do you say biblioteca I don't yeah. know you know what I mean like it's just <laughs> no you learn how to say biblioteca but, but you know what I mean like right it's away. just yeah. Your head is wired to be like, ah, I know this word. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. it's right on the tip of my tongue. What right. is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, the brain. It's but but it's who we are. We mm-hmm. speak right. two languages, Absolutely. and sometimes they get blended. Mm-hmm. And it's who I am. There's white people I'm who no speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, we. Thanks to Selena, we now live in a world where I don't have to apologize for that. Exactly. I don't have to apologize or have to explain that that word that I just said in Spanish mm-hmm. because my gente. My mm-hmm. people are gonna exa- are gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Why? Because sometimes one one English word doesn't explain what I want to say, so I'll use a Spanish one. Yeah. And sometimes in my Spa- I want my Spanish words are and I have to explain <laughs> it in in. In English, como dice mi mamá. You know, it's it's perfectly fine. Sometimes I think, the, the, you can't get the point across, and or like it doesn't have the same like umph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The same hair, impact. Does, you know like, what I mean. To my Harry Potter fans, we're not all Slytherin. We are Gryffindor. Okay, <laughs> we have Muggles. We have yes, that's exactly everybody. What this is? Just Thanks saying. to Selena. <laughs> Selena, we can speak Gryffindor, and I don't know what the other one was. Just and 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 I do. That's what I'm saying. Selena's impact has mm-hmm. touched even that. Where yeah. I can boldly say now, mm-hmm. this is who I am. Yeah. I bounce back between both languages. Mm-hmm. I, I'm blessed to be able to speak in fluently because I think it yeah. is a blessing. Some and and I remember a couple of years back, especially with that whole like generational thing that happened in the 30s, where where unfortunately our people se estaba doblegando to not learn Spanish, where where they started to shame by the Spanish language mm-hmm. i embrace it and i have the privilege of loving both of it yeah they just hit different mm-hmm. you know but it also expands my vocabulary okay. i'm gonna put that on my resume you know even, spanish english spanish and spanglish do you guys notice though even on like telemundo and univision on these anchors a lot of these yeah. newscasters they'll be using uh, they'll throw in an english word sometimes yeah. Yeah. oh you know it's gotten even to Mexico City or, yeah. you know, super mm-hmm. amigos. Oh like, my it's just, gosh. They're yes. super, the popis, like, you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. does Spanglish. Like, yeah. it's even it's on the radio station. Music completely. English, like, first of all, there's just radio stations that have both languages and they toggle. Be- and shout out to Jay Balvin for bringing, shout out to Jay Balvin. <laughs> of course, you have to sneak him in somehow. 
somehow. Of course, somehow. He has to go in there. Every episode. (laughs) And it wasn't me, guys. It wasn't me. I wasn't even invited. Between these two. Super emocionada. It doesn't have to relate. You'll find a way. Me siento muy excited. For the record. For the record. We love the guy. But every episode, he makes an appearance that Jay Badrin. Sidebar. And it wasn't even me. Anyhow, I totally. So the radio stations, they, like Kiss FM, not sponsored. They've played. But we can be. But we can be. I mean, I'm done. Um, they've played like Bad Bunny <laughs> or, you know, just yeah. Bad Bunny is huge. Huge. Or like Power 106 or whatever it is. Like think these about English that. stations, English yeah. rap stations are playing Bad Bunny. Like Bad Bunny didn't even that. speak English as of like a it, year ago. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what? Think yeah. about that Latino impact that I would have never imagined this yeah. in the late 1900s. Yeah. That at Stop some point. Stop saying it like that. Like, no, my she, mind goes. You know what's so like, funny is I see carriages and like, you know, horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm thinking, no, this bitch is talking right. about us. Exactly. No plumbing system. I was like, wait. 1990 oh my that's yeah, us that's exactly <laughs> well, what like, my mind goes into think about when we were a little younger that did we ever imagine a time where we'd be listening to Spanish music on English radio no absolutely no, not. not at all even no. even two, two years ago we did we weren't doing right? that like it was there's unheard a, of a time when Vicente Fernandez passes and then George Strait covers his El Rey. Right? Like, you know? Exactly. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I, I love bawled. That. Yeah. I absolutely bawled. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> even George and from Texas. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a mutual respect there and yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Here's the one thing, like a point that I really, really need to make. So I, we were talking about earlier about how like Selena really represented us, n- not only just in who we are, Latin American, but but represented us in like a bit of a physical. Mm-hmm. Like we saw ourselves kind of like mirroring ourselves. I mean, as young kids, we were really young. We were like, oh, I want to grow up and like yeah. have that body type. Let's be yes, honest. Girl. Yes, Selena yeah, had the best, best butt you've ever seen. Best, best <laughs> boobs, tiniest little waist. Yeah. Like she was Gorgeous. I was like her sister, but okay. She could eat a whole medium pizza by herself. Exactly. <laughs> Never exercise. My sister was more Selena. I was more Suzette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there was a body Anyways, type. There for you. was a body type for everybody. <laughs> Represent Selena and Los Dinos. Okay. Everybody. Just don't ever represent yourself with the Yolanda Saldivar body Never. type. Don't Never. Don't you dare. <laughs> I will take an AB Quintanilla body type before I take a Yolanda body type. Party time, okay? Okay. Ever. Absolutely. Ever. Cumbia King this, okay? <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. You know? Don't so I like, I think about that. Okay, so one of the main, main characteristics mm-hmm. that they needed when they were looking for an actress to play Selena in the Selena movie mm-hmm. is that she had to be bootylicious. Yeah, she had absolutely. to have. This was before butt. Beyonce, y'all. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. This is when they when they found J Lo. Mm-hmm. J Lo was very a lot like her body type, and we know this based on like the little outfits. Well, they, they replicated her outfits, yeah. Selena's outfits, and you know for J Lo and stuff. And then what happened? There was a whole like booty, booty. explosion, absolutely that mm-hmm. was launched mm-hmm. through J Lo mm-hmm. from the Selena movie. Mm-hmm. You got Shakira coming mm-hmm. up. You got Beyonce. You got Beyonce coming up. You got. Up. <laughs> Sama Hayek has a cute one. I love it. You know, I yeah. honestly always, okay, sidebar, but I always related with Salma because 
Of her boobs. Of her boobs. Yes. Yeah. You guys know, like, right. I mean. We spent a little bit of time on yes. the last episode, like, yeah. marveling at those. I just, Wait, she's yeah. just, that for me was like, ah, oh, she eats tortillas. That's <laughs> Like, you know what? And not the maize. Like, you could tell, like. Yeah. But in a sense, we can, we can go back and say that Selena was one of the first to be body positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now this is the 90s. It's a bustier. Right. It's, it's, it's a bustier. It's a bustier. It's a bustier. Caca. <laughs> well, it was like, <laughs> so this is the 90s, remember? We're in the like late flat 90s. butts. Oh the late 1900s. This is the early 90s when like flat butts yeah. were the, the waist models were in. Waist models like, were in. No tenía nada en algas ni nada chichi. Estaban like the magician. Nada por aquí, nada por allá. You know who else? You know, if you think about it, too Britney Spears kind of embodied that also after the whole booty thing mm-hmm. yeah Britney Spears came and it's mm-hmm. like oh, with the, her body exactly. with the booty and it's yeah. like and it, it's been here to stay for absolutely. all of these decades thank later. you which <laughs> which I have always and will never I think it will go away that I've always had one and I felt so seen <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this is acceptable. I have my like, community. No, but it was horrible. Put some respect on it. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, D. Yes. Wait I, a minute. Honest, I remember. Daisy's it, dance card was getting full. Okay. Right. I remember being in high school. This is high school now. And um, I didn't really start developing until like senior year. Like, oh, shots! You got some cakes though. I, 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 yeah. I had some cakes. I had some boobs, and they didn't come out until my senior year. Believe it or not. <laughs> so I remember like sitting. Okay, so J Lo was a really big thing because of the Selena movie, mm-hmm. and then you know she started dating Puff Daddy, and like she became really famous. Mm-hmm. It's and the green Puff dress, Ev- and the green dress, the Versace, the Versace yeah. dress, and. Every girl wanted her, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, curvy women were in. Whether it was the boobs from Salma Hayek mm-hmm. or Sofia Vergara, or it was the butt from J Lo, mm-hmm. or, or like or Britney Spears' abs. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden, there was this like explosion of curve wanting. We went from yeah. like waif like models and wanting to be skinny and mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. no butt, no tits, mm-hmm. uh, if we can say it. Uh, we I, went from that. Even Kim Kardashian curvy. has um, said that Selena really yeah. Hel- yeah. helped her yeah. you know with her yeah body but type as well to be able to embrace the yes. fact that you were a curvy girl for mm-hmm. whatever and you were curving around mm-hmm. like that's perfectly fine yeah, yeah. but i remember in high school it was like jayla was a huge thing and especially mm-hmm. coming if from my love, the majority of our of our school was black and hispanic yeah and then so jayla was a really really big thing mm-hmm. i remember the green versace dress was a big talk mm-hmm. that year um and so i remember my friend hey shout out to judy judy was like girl if i look like that i'd be wearing that same dress too okay. like because you had like the the the, the you were teeter-tottering between the modest people they're like oh that was too much yeah and the people that are like dang you know no, she looked she always great. respects the girls that yeah. can pull it off and then she brought it back a couple what year last year or something yeah mm-hmm. she still looked good mm-hmm. she still look good perfect in it so i remember i was sitting down on on a on a uh lunch bench or whatever and i was hanging out with this guy friend of mine mm-hmm. and octavio and oh. this girl walked by and she had a booty mm-hmm. she had like you know she had like those 501 jeans mm-hmm. that you would tighten in the waist mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. perfect fit and, and i love you know, the they 501s, remember yeah. the 501s yeah, with absolutely. the combat boots like mm-hmm. that was really cool that was really cool at the time um, <laughs> and as she walked by me of course we're all uh, guys and girls we're all staring at her yeah. she had a big old booty yeah and i was like dude 
I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she walked by in front of her. We girls, we check out other girls. Yeah, we do. And I looked at my friend and I was like, damn, she has a really big butt. And she's like, okay. He goes, he goes, okay, you're one to talk. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It was the first time I realized that, that I had a butt. Really? It was the first time in my life at 18 that I realized that I had a butt back there. Oh, wow. And I was like, really? Okay. You get it, girl. Do I embrace it or do I continue to hide it? You embrace. Yeah, you embrace. You have to. So I embraced it. Thank As you very should. much. As you should. Oh, girl, wow. they used to- I used to walk around in school and they'd be like, hey, you know, Daisy. Yeah, you know Daisy. No, which Daisy? Big booty Daisy. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> can I did. That's how they would identify me. I That's how we still identify you. We still identify you as that. Got it. But, okay, so so that was like the big booty explosion. It happened with J-Lo. And then, of course, we're looking at Beyonce. Everybody has we're BBLs. At, yeah. And okay. Then, of course, that's what I'm saying. It's still very alive and thriving. But low key but. or high key, that is acceptance of that body type mm-hmm. would not have been possible had Selena not been very confident mm-hmm. in her body type and mm-hmm. showing it. Remember, she mm-hmm. used leggings all the time. Yeah. These, these things were skin tight. I still, Boosties, to this day, right? use leggings all yeah. the time. But then even that now, the, in, the influence But that's for the buffet. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> the influence of that that Selena introduced and Kim Kardashian's like, oh, I was influenced I can totally, like she made me be able to accept it. It goes even to BBLs. You just said it. Yeah. Like there's this thing. Global. Globally. Globally. Like yeah. a global thing. Globally. Women are getting surgery. Women and men actually are getting these I'm surgeries. Nah, I swear. I've seen, it. I've seen it. It's I'm really weird. But it's in but you do you. <laughs> you do you. Whatever. Um, but it, it's that. People are even getting surgery for it. Yeah. yeah. Where you have, where you were finally able to embrace your curves and yeah. you put them out on display. And, and you said, you know what? As Selena, what would Selena do? <laughs> Selena would say, do you boo boo mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. live hey. your life be happy be confident stay in school in it. stay in school <laughs> don't do drugs <laughs> late 1900s um, or 1900s and wear so. flare pants <laughs> oh my god okay so if you need any kind of reading material i haven't read this book but it is definitely on my amazon queue there's a book by author deborah paredes called selinidad Mm. Where she talks about like, apparently she talks about the cultural impact of Selena and, you know, probably all of these things that we talked about. And for yeah. for those of us that are still healing yeah. from from her loss, it might be a good opportunity for you to I kind totally of want to read that. help you yeah. understand and embrace that. There's also a very in-depth and wonderful podcast that I just came across. Um, and this is from writer Maria Garcia, Maria Elena Garcia. And she has a podcast that is called Anything for Selena. Oh, oh how cute. Yeah. Play. It's everything for Selena. Play, play, on, play on that. Yeah. Um, and she really talks about how she it's it's this. It's the conversation of how like Selena had impacted yeah. her life coming from also a Mexican-American household. Hmm. The the wonderful thing about her podcast, which is a well-set podcast, uh, she has some interviews with Abraham Quintanilla. Oh, really? Okay. Abraham Quintanilla was very kind to license her Selena's music. 
some of Selena's interviews. So you get to hear Selena's voice, even in some things that you haven't heard in a very long time. So I'll direct you to that podcast as well. Please. It's called Anything for Selena by Maria Garcia or Maria Elena Garcia. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good podcast to listen to. And here's a fun fact that (laughs) we have never talked about. Mm -hmm. Right before we launched Area of the Mouth. Oh, yeah. I remember Um, right before we launched Area of the Mouth when we were trying to figure out what kind of music we wanted our intro to be. The big push was for us to be able to use the first, I think, eight seconds of Carcacha. The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh-huh. yeah where it goes oh it was like it was like my dream but yeah. of course you know um and i understand it let's you know keep selena's legacy like perfectly kept and all of that so yeah. because of the licensing we weren't able to use yeah. it but like yeah. our wonderful oscar cartaya came through absolutely and our podcast isn't what it is without, without Oscar songs. People so. recognize our podcast. And to be fair, it, yeah. Selena influence in all of us. Though. Yeah, yes, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's fine. But yeah. but I I always love that song. It mm-hmm. always makes me think, especially yeah. at the beginning. I'm like, oh, that's what it would yeah. have been. But yeah. I'm I'm fine with yeah, no, keeping yeah. her legacy well kept. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm just diving deep into Selena videos right now. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I put her on, and all like, of a sudden, Aww. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that song. And then I'm like, wait, I do know this song, and I yeah. sing all the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. My favorite is probably all of them, but like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh I remember when I learned that song I used to use that word for everything well that night I thought I was in my own Mexican telenovela so yeah. I would just yeah like, just, but I'll, what do you say no me quedan mas has always been no oh that one's a good one too yeah tu solo tu her rendition yeah. of that one was one of my favorites fotos y recuerdos oh, oh my gosh el chico del apartamento cinco dos that one yeah. hello carcacha bitty bitty bumble for the baby um handle mm-hmm. that one um See you so Yes, that was a good one. Oh I mean, so many more. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Anyways, overall, I just, I, I, I can't, I think we needed a moment to really mm-hmm. just talk and love on her. Yeah. As something that I think that as kids and children, we, we were not able to probably vocalize and understand the impact of mm-hmm. her just life and her career and her music and mm-hmm. her fashion and her body of work her hustle her hustle her representation her culture her pride in her culture yeah her voice selena was a bomb she was the best and um we lost a really good one we did and i wish we would have been able to have seen what she could have done in the years to come and she was Mm -hmm. taken from us too soon way too soon but I think we can continue to embrace the cultural impact that she has had on all of our lives and um, in all of our Latin American community and what she's represented. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> watch some Selena's uh, movies or shows or music, put her on mm-hmm. and dance the night away. 